This is Veteran Friendly, a podcast about what it means to support veterans and military families. Your hosts come from the Office of Military Affairs at the University of North Carolina, Wilmington. Joanna DeMott, our military program liaison, is a military spouse and human resources professional. And Melanie Nelson, our military student services liaison, is a military veteran and a military family member, as well as a university instructor. You may contact us at veteranfriendlypodcast.gmail.com with insights about what it means to be veteran-friendly. Good morning, Joanna. How are you today? I'm great. Uh, the sun is shining. It's a, it's a lovely day. And we are recording today, and that's always a great day. How are you, Melanie? It is a wonderful day when we get to spend part of our Friday morning recording and learning new things. So I'm very excited to be here. And I'm excited to introduce our guests. We have Jeff Simmons. He's known as Chief. He is an Army veteran and military programs and military talent advisory lead for Herc Reynolds. How are you today, Jeff? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for having me. Great. Uh, you know, we start off the podcast with a very important question that Melanie always asks, so I'm going to turn it right on over to her. This is foundational to our understanding of who you are as a person and a veteran, frankly, and the question is, what are you snacking on these days? What am I snacking on? <laughs> That's a took great a second question. It took you a second, oh, but I'm glad you're with me no. now. What are you snacking uh, on? I just, we, we keep a running inventory of snacks around here. So two what things. You got? Oh, absolutely. No, two things. So it's called a hockey puck, but it's a Bucky's. Are you familiar with Bucky's? I can't say that I am. Bucky's is a very large, think if a quick drift gas station and a Cracker Barrel had a child. And it's about 65,000 square feet of retail, food, gas, you name it. Wow. So they, it's a hockey puck, literally the size of a hockey puck, pure chocolate. It is one quarter pound of chocolate filled with caramel, white chocolate, peanut butter. <laughs> think, of a, think of a Reese's peanut butter cup on steroids. It is amazing. So that's my... That's my snack of choice lately. So <laughs> I, I have to say you've rendered me speechless, which has never happened before when someone's talking about their snacks. I am going to have to. It's amazing. It's it, throw it in the microwave for about four seconds. <laughs> Do you eat it with a spoon? Oh, no, ma'am. You just pick it up and bite it like a just pick it up and bite it like a, anything else, like a candy bar or something. Okay, we, we may have to take a break while I go source one of these and give it a try. I'm not sure. I will report back with my findings, but that sounds amazing. So thank well, you. Well, unless you're in questions. Texas, unless you're either in Texas, there's two in Florida and one in Georgia, and that's it. Uh-huh. uh-huh. But you can order them online. I was going to say, but the oh, internet is a wonderful, wonderful thing. So um, thank you very much for sharing that. Absolutely. So many insights to your personality already. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> I know. Right? I know. Um, I'm going to hand you back to Joanna so she can start okay. like, the actual interview while I am sitting here daydreaming about hockey puck sized chocolate bars. That's amazing. So you're in, you're in Georgia. So I you am. must be close to one of these amazing locations uh, that we'll have to, Melanie's going to be driving through Georgia in, in the upcoming future. You may have to stock up on those um, on your way down to Florida. Now, Chief, can you tell me a little bit about your background and what you do? 
So given my role here at Herc, is that what you're looking for? What, whatever you want to oh, sure. know your background in the army oh, and then absolutely. your role at Herc, let's do it. Yeah. Sure. So I grew up in Northwest Georgia and it's a, it's a big carpet, it's a big carpet area. So the city I live in, Dalton, Georgia, we're known to be the carpet capital of the world. So 80% of the world's carpet and AstroTurf come right out of our little town and it's tiny. Um, I didn't want to get trapped into the carpet industry. My mother and father did. They retired. They did quite well. So the night I graduated high school, I got in my recruiter's car and I was gone to the United States Army for 30 years and retired about seven years ago. And since then, I've been a veteran program manager for two major corporations, Herc being my second. And that's really me. <laughs> that's great. And I love that you were able to translate 30 hard years of work into just right back into the community, mm -hmm. understanding how difficult it was to come out and, and have that, that service mm -hmm. and then be able to give right back. That's amazing. And, and I will tell you, that was part of my interview process. When my boss asked me, he said, he said, why do you want this job? I said, because I don't need the job. I said, I want the job. And here's why I spent 30 years on active duty. I understand and know exactly the anxiety and the fear that transitioning service members have because they go from a very regimented structured, you know, day-to-day, -day, um, you know, schedule to, oh my gosh, where's my insurance going to be paid from? Where's my, where am I going to live and stuff like that? I can help calm those fears. And I do, because I still get people calling me that still work that have, that I hired two or three years ago that are like, you know, this is coming up and that is coming up. And the young lady that works with me, who is a Navy veteran, um, she helps me do the same thing. And we, that's one of the biggest things when we talk to our candidates that we tell them, we understand exactly what you feel right now. And there is an instant friendship, if you will. What's wonderful about what you're doing here is you're segueing me right into my next question. Thank you so much, Chief. Can you tell me a little bit more about your organization's military affiliated support program or programs? Absolutely. So when I got here, so a quick backstory is we were the heavy equipment division for the Hertz Corporation. So Hertz rent a car. So in 2016, we broke off. And so when they broke off, they didn't really have an established what we call veteran resource group. And that is exactly what it is. We, we attract and retain veterans. When I got here three years ago, a little over three years ago, we had about 35 veterans on staff in a 5,000-ish um, personnel-led company. Now we just went over 500. So the growth in the veteran community speaks for itself with how we treat our veterans, how we recruit our veterans, what happens when they get here. We have like a sponsorship program, if you will. And both of you being affiliated with the military would understand a sponsorship program. So if I've got someone that's going, that's coming in and they're going to a specific geographic region or branch, someone from that branch, they may not necessarily be a veteran if there's not one in the branch, but they'll reach out and say, hey, John Smith, I've got you. I'm here on the ground. I've been in the branch for two, three, four, five, whatever years. I understand the ins and outs, and I'll be here for you day to day to help you answer questions before you get here so you're comfortable when you get here. And that's been a huge success for us. 
That's amazing. And, and yes, familiar with that sponsorship, you know, being stationed overseas a few mm-hmm. times. Sure. Those people are make it or break it for your experience Absolutely. in that country. So I Absolutely. love that you've modeled that after yeah. that really successful, if done right, program. Uh, Absolutely. And that, that's amazing. What a wonderful and innovative way to welcome your new veteran and military affiliated employees. Absolutely. And so something else we do is like, so for Veterans Day, we like to do special things. I I designed a custom challenge coin. You guys will understand the term challenge coin. So I designed one of those. Uh, We, this, that was last year. This year we sent out a veteran embroidered uh, hat. It's got the logo on, that's got our Herc on the front. It's got that logo on the side, which all of our veterans wear that on their shirts. Um, and things like that. And they're just, and what that's also done is I get a lot of, Hey, wait a minute. I'm a veteran. Where's my hat. I can check them on my list. Oh, well, you didn't self-identify. However, here's a link self-identify that way. My numbers go up as far as who we have in the company and we show growth that way. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't do it for money or recognition or anything. I do it to grow the numbers in the company because it's becoming that world-class place to work. I love that. And so because we are going to be audio only, what what the chief showed us is this fantastic almost patch like we would have on our on military uniforms that has a V with the Herc uh, company colors on there. Very nice. And, and I love that. And in the university, we have to self-identify as well. So what a unique way to get people to self-identify so that you can help them. Very nice. Yes, nice patch there. Some digi, digi camo with the right. hurt colors on there. Love it. Mm-hmm. Melanie usually has some some really good questions above the snacking question. She really does have some insightful questions for you. So I'm going to turn you right back over. I'm, I'm going to you know come back to come back to podcast land here. I was daydreaming and drooling over this hockey puck thing. So I'm I'm, I'm back at it now. I promise. So did you find it? Uh, no, not yet. Okay. Um, I'm still looking, but you know, if you want to send me a link later, we're cool. We're cool. We like to help each other out that way. Veterans got to help each other out with snacks. Absolutely. Number one. Um, okay. So, so many things that I want to follow up on here. Um, first, what's really interesting to me, I love the way you, um, kind of played a little word game with, uh, with whoever was interviewing you and, and they're like, why, why do you want this job? Because I don't need it. I want it. Right. Mm-hmm. And what an excellent, I'm going to steal that one and tell my students Please. about that one. Because <laughs> Please. Right. And it's so yeah. succinct and it's so indicative of what a veteran can bring. Right. Like, mm-hmm. because this is what I'm here for. I can be so mission oriented. Right. And this is my mission is I want to help people. Like this is a great place to work. And I think it would be enhanced by bringing in more veterans. So simple, so straightforward. And what's interesting about it is that the one thing that you've identified that all of those incoming veterans have in common is not necessarily their military experiences, because we know that those vary widely from one to another, but it's that that common feeling of anxiety. And it's so easy to look at that as a negative thing and be like, yeah, they're all transitioning and they're all freaked out and they're all worried and they're all, where's my next paycheck coming from? Where am I going to live? What is it like there? How am I going to get there? Like all those things that we know that veterans worry about. You can identify that and just that shared feeling, right? That, yeah, I know you're feeling really anxious right now. Oh man. And it's so funny because I work with transfer students at the university 
And we just did an exercise in my class the other day where I had them partner up with somebody they hadn't had a deep conversation with all semester. And I said, I want you to talk to each other until you find seven things you have in common. And they always give me this like awful look where they're like, because I always am like, you're not allowed to say that you're both students at this university or that you're both students in my class or whatever. And they're kind of like grumbling and grumbling. And then they start talking. And I swear the mood in the room just gets happier and happier. And whether they Absolutely. find seven things or Absolutely. not, like this journey of figuring out what we have in common always makes people happy, even if it's something negative, even if it's like, man, I had a terrible semester this year. Like you still misery loves company, right? Sure. And that really is kind of the, the, the heart of a veteran support group to begin with mm -hmm. is that Absolutely. misery loves company and it can be miserable to transition into something new and to find out all those things that you need to find out. And it's always something really dumb with technology. Whenever I transition someplace new, it's like you don't have access to the shared drive or the printer access just doesn't work for you. And you just need that one buddy whether they're in your department or somewhere else that you can call and be like, just help me with this one thing, please, because you're about to lose your mind because you can't do your job until you have this one last thing, right? Yeah, it's it's a whole thing. So I love what you're doing with that and, and creating that whole atmosphere. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it just calms that, it calms that a little bit and it gives them that, oh, okay, it's gonna be okay. You know, and that just, that 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 way they can focus on the more important piece of their transition. So, you know, I mean, I have, I couldn't tell you the number of times I've sat on speakerphone with entire families and I'm telling them, it's okay. Here's what's going to happen. Manage those expectations. And when we do that, everything's okay. It is a family effort. And it's wonderful mm -hmm. that they have someone that, that recognizes that and is willing to have that discussion. Mm -hmm. That's something that, Absolutely. you know, also we do it for our military transfer students. They will bring, um, not just their spouse, but also their parents along with them. Sometimes, sometimes they bring their parents sure. and their grandparents along with them. And we're like, yes, we understand you want to see what it's like where your student is going to be spending so much time. That's um, right. And it, when it is a whole family transition too, it's not just one person's career, it's the entire family's way of life. So that's sure. really wonderful that you're able to connect them all in that way. And then, like you said, it, what it does is by by taking the edge off that anxiety, it won't reduce it totally, but by taking it off, you're preparing them to be able to learn. That's I keep correct. finding all these parallels. Confidence that they yeah. can deal with that. Yes. yes. It's that growth, growth perspective, right? That growth mindedness Absolutely. that says, uh, I've learned how to do this before and I can do it again and there will be people to help me. We always try to tie what we talk about on this podcast back to what we do with our campus green zone training, which is how we help faculty and staff understand what it's like to work with veterans and other military family members. And the number one building block is just that, a sense of resilience. Right, sure. like a sense that uh, yeah, there are other people around who are going through the same thing, and we can all do this together because we've all done hard things before. And then we keep Absolutely. building it and, and taking care of those financial anxieties and how their where their health insurance is going to come from, that medical right. and mental health care piece, and then getting them the social support that they need to transition. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, there are a lot of parallels, um, obviously, because we've got veterans who are transitioning, but into higher education or into a new work environment, there's that mm -hmm. learning that has to happen, but you can't do that if you're freaking out, right? So it's just so nice well, to, have, to know, to have that model too. Um, do you think that you're going to be able to kind of codify that model and share it with other large corporations? Oh, I already do. <laughs> Tell me all about it. Yes, I have. I have. Matter of fact, I, I put a lot of stuff out on LinkedIn and 
and things like that. And, and LinkedIn continues to call me telling me you can't have any more connections. And I'm like, okay, so shut my account off because I'm like, I'm spreading good words here. I'm giving information. I'm giving the ability to, to get a job. I'm giving information that might help someone. And they're like, well, you're 28,000. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to 50 and hundred if you don't stop me, because if I can help somebody, that's what I'm going to do. You know, I'll offer my time and I'll tell you, um, you know, we do a lot with, you know, universities, student veterans of America and things like that. So matter of fact, we're getting ready to go to the national conference in Coronado Springs. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we will see you there. We're very, you yes. Um, that's wonderful because again, like you can't learn all of this about how to build this model without wanting to share it. So it's great mm -hmm. that you're already doing that. And I love that LinkedIn's like, hey, can you slow your roll a little? You're like, don't you tell me to slow my roll, slow it for oh. me, right? I love right. that challenge. That's absolutely there. right. That's exactly how we got to operate, right? This is how veterans do it. So mm -hmm. keep up, rest of the world just come. Absolutely. Kind of yeah. And I also just want to say, I love the patches that you've put the embroidery and it just, it's a nice V, V for veterans. And what I love about it is that it makes it so apparent to all the other veterans, right? Because you just need that familiarity. We're lacking that visual identifier that is so soothing to the military mind that says, this mm -hmm. is who we are and this is where I fit in with this other person, right? Sure. And it makes such a big difference. At the university, we have people who are kind of tucked away in little academic departments and buildings mm -hmm. all over campus that I may never meet. And then I'll happen to send an email on behalf of something. And the next thing I know, somebody's like, oh, by the way, I'm a veteran. And I'm like, did you self-identify? Did you come to any of our like veterans luncheon? I would right. love to feed you lunch sometime. Please come and check sure. us out. We have a we have a veteran resource group and teams, and you can just join in and find out about all the things we have going on. And we want to know more about you. And mm -hmm. we forget sometimes that we have to self-identify. That that's like this one extra step that we have Absolutely. to do for ourselves. Absolutely. Another initiative we have done here since I've gotten here, we have an initiative called the Black and Gold Program, which is primarily set up for students, graduating students that will come in who can't even really spell heavy equipment. We put them on a counter, we teach them sales, we teach them product, we teach them profit and loss, we teach them customer base. They're on a counter for a year, starts around 55, 60,000 a year. After a year, we turn them loose into the wild and we let them sell. So it's a good growth opportunity and we're getting a lot of the younger veterans, if you will, the, the, you know, the E4, E5s, E6s, the second lieutenants, the first lieutenants that are young in their military career, especially in the guard and the reserves, it's easy to use those guys and let them run parallel with their military because we're, we're a huge, a huge supporter of the ESGR and also work on their civilian career as well. So we push that a lot. That's one of the big reasons we go to SVA. Yeah, I like how it twines so nicely. As a matter of fact, I, um, mm -hmm. I used to have uh, someone from the Army National Guard who worked in a similar setting uh, on the side and, when, and took some active orders to come work for me for a little while. And I remember just thinking like, man, his civilian employer is so lucky to have him like i'm Absolutely. gonna be sad when he leaves because they're just so great and like it just makes so so much sense and like what an opportunity to get to do a job that makes sense for a while you know absolutely mm -hmm. yeah very cool well we will look forward to seeing you at sba we're actually presenting on 
podcasting. So uh, you, you might see some meta level um, referrals to your episode coming out there. You might see us there. So you have these wonderful opportunities at a kind of entry level, but not at entry level pay. I mean, in our area. Oh, that's for good sure. money that's for, good you know. Money. If you're a second lieutenant, that's great money, you know. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely. Or E4, E3. I mean, goodness. Sometimes I'm getting sometimes we're lucky and I can find a warrant officer. And and they all they know when I tell them I'm bringing a warrant officer to the fold, they don't care what kind of experience they have. They know exactly what's coming to the table. So they're very excited. That's fantastic. So I love your organization is is a model organization with all these connections on LinkedIn. That's how I met you, you know, looking and mm-hmm. seeing what you're doing. And mm-hmm. immediately the the number of connections we shared and just really walk in the walk. You know, there's a lot of people out there who are talking veteran friendly who are doing that, but you're really walking the walk. Is there anything that we haven't discussed that you'd like our audience to know? Um, I would just say... You know, one of the biggest things and one of the biggest challenges is the resume piece and how it relates to, and this is because I see this every day, how it relates to their transition and where they want to go. You know, a lot of resumes are very difficult. And of course, in the military, we don't get resume classes. You know, we don't need them. We go to basic, we go to advanced training and we go off and do great things. You know, well, how is that articulated is, is very important when you start to make that transition. And I'll invite anybody, I mean, anybody that wants to reach out to me or Jennifer, my co my, my coworker there, my partner. I mean, she is the absolute best half of this team. I have to say that out loud. Um, now she's phenomenal, but we like to, if we see something on a resume, whether they're going to work for us or not. You know, if we see something on a resume and we can help them, our end all goal is to make sure that veterans get hired. Hopefully it's with us. With 300 branch locations around the country, it's pretty easy um, because we're, we're a big participant in the SkillBridge program. We're actually building our own standalone SkillBridge program as we speak. So we can start capturing some of that as well. Love it. That's a great program. And I know um, as the you know, serious wartime, those programs were always there, but nobody was able to take advantage of them because everybody was working up until the last day. So now that things are kind of slowing down, I see more transitioning service members using, taking advantage of those skill bridge programs and wonderful for you for for opening that up. Um, I I love what you guys are doing. Uh, You really are um, innovative in the ways that you do things. Our final question always is, for you, Chief, what does the term veteran friendly mean? It means in all aspects of our business and our business model, we I don't necessarily use the word cater, but we invite, we seek out veteran-owned businesses. How are we doing with our spouse community? We're a part of MSEF. Um, and to be military friendly in my eyes means that you do everything, everything within your business model also has a veteran focus to it. You know, everyone can't be the CEO, everyone can't be the CFO. But when you get into the different levels, because we have veterans at all levels, all the way up to senior vice presidents and all the way down to our entry level, but they're all treated the same because they're in the same veteran resource group. So veteran friendly to me means 
when someone looks at my organization, they see that we are doing everything we can to attract and retain that veteran talent, you know, also giving back to the community. What are we doing to support our garden reserve on, on post? For instance, here in Georgia, we donated a couple of generators to a big national guard function on Dobbins air force base. Didn't charge them a dime. That's, it's not for advertisement because we covered all that up. It's strictly to give back. And with the LinkedIn post and the interactions and with the networking and things like that, people see that because the first, the first thing they tell me when I talk to them, especially if I've met them on LinkedIn, hey, I see you are always on LinkedIn. You are always you know, promoting your company. I think that speaks to the military friendly piece of it because we are so not just giving of our time to the military, but we're also doing everything we can to secure that military look. Um, that's, that's it for me. I mean, you know, a, a shameless plug. When I got here, we didn't have any military-friendly badges. And I'm just going to say it now. We went from zero. First year I was here, we got our first military-friendly designated. Second year I was here, we, we got bronze. This year we got silver and included the spouse, the company, the employer, and the supplier diversity badges. So that means a lot to us because that means in all of those areas, we're doing what we need to do not to promote, not, not to bring attention to us, but to promote what we're doing in those areas. So that's what it means because to me. It's, yeah. it's the right thing to do. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. And so you're, you're establishing trust. And for our, our listeners who maybe are building their talent acquisition programs, mm -hmm. uh, Chief mentioned MSEP, and that's the Military Spouse Employment Partnership run through Hiring Our Heroes. Wonderful way to really get it out there that you are interested in hiring that population. And all those military-friendly badges, they do have requirements, and but they're easy to meet, especially when Absolutely. you're recruiting at all levels, the way that you Absolutely. are moving from five to 500. I have to tell you that it has been a true pleasure to have you on today, Steve. <laughs> and it's great to meet you. I cannot wait to meet you in person in, yes. in Florida. And, and I would say if, if, if anyone out there is listening, if I can be of any assistance, whether it be with your, your own company, uh, how do I do this? How do I get this started? Reach out to me direct, period. I'm happy to do it. This has been an episode of Veteran Friendly. Thank you for listening. Veteran Friendly's music comes from the band Blue Turnip and their song, What Do You Want From Me? You can find their EP, Songs from the Root Cellar, on Bandcamp, iTunes, Amazon, and Spotify. For more information, visit blueturnipmusic.com.